The Army has long wanted super soldiers who can operate on little sleep while keeping their cognitive abilities. The Army Research Office may be on to something with a new five-year study on the recently discovered glymphatic system in the brain. Now, that system has to do with the way the mind washes away toxins while you sleep, but we're not talking about brainwashing here. Federal News Network's Scott Massioni spoke with Matthew Munson, Program Manager for Fluid Dynamics at the Research Office, about this project. This project is an attempt to understand the connection between what's known as the glymphatic system, the role that sleep plays in the function of this system, and the potential for it to be an enabler to increase soldier cognition when they have to be awake for a long time, as they often do, or to increase the quality of the sleep they get when they're only able to get short amounts of sleep. So the glymphatic system was discovered, quote-unquote, in 2012 uh, by some researchers at University of Rochester, and it seems to be the primary mechanism by which the brain clears waste. And where does this waste in the brain come from? The brain is made up of cells. Those cells do metabolic processes just like any other cells in your body. And as a byproduct of that metabolism, they have to get rid of waste products. And if the waste products were to stay in the brain environment, they would quickly poison the brain and cause the brain not to function. Uh, For a long time, it was debated about how the brain actually was able to clear this waste. And in 2012, they discovered that there is uh, this pathway that exists that goes around the vascular system in the brain, so the the arteries and the veins that are in the brain. And this kind of concentric tube that goes around the blood vessels is actually responsible for clearing a significant amount of that waste. From the perspective of the Army, this is neat. It it, uh, is only recently discovered. The mechanics of it are not well understood. The function is not well understood. And there was a study that was done that showed some interesting results about the fact that this system seems to be significantly more active when you are asleep. And so that started us down the path of thinking about uh, if we could understand its function and if we could control that function, perhaps we could do the things I mentioned earlier, that is provide better quality sleep for soldiers or other uh, kinds of professions that go uh, for long times without sleep and only able to catch sleep as they can. Uh, or to make sure that cognitive performance doesn't decline so rapidly uh, with lack of sleep. And so if this waste sticks around and, and is in the brain and, and washing around in there, what were to happen to you if, if it didn't clear out? Would you feel sick? Would you not be able to function? How would that How would that pan out? Right. So just for all of us, I think normal brain function is the result of neuronal activity, right? It takes energy for those cells to do the function that they're designed to do, and there are waste products as a result of uh, that activity. And so I think for all of us, I'm just going to colloquialize here, this is not a scientific statement, uh, but I would say that we all feel terrible after a long time without sleep, and I think some of that is due to the fact that these waste products uh, from our cognitive efforts have built up, and our brains just don't like that environment, and so it hurts. Um, Again, that's just me colloquializing. I don't have any scientific data for that that I can point to. Uh, But that's kind of the hypothesis that we're after is what is the role that sleep plays in waste clearance in a normal 
um, person? And then what is the role that the lack of clearance or degraded clearance would play in the ability for a person to function cognitively? We know that sleep is obviously important for cognitive performance, but the question is, what to what level does the glymphatic system, this waste clearance mechanism, to what level does that influence that overall observation? And how might you turn something like this into an experiment? How might you eventually turn it into something that could go to the warfighter, go to one of your soldiers, and possibly help them in the field or anywhere else? I mean, we're really far away from that at the moment. We don't even necessarily understand whether these hypotheses that we are, are making are going to test to be true. But if if it were found that the uh, the shape of the glymphatic system, the response of the glymphatic system to forces and pressures and shear stresses and, and the mechanical environment, right, the brain is a physical object. It has to respond to forces and pressures. Um, it also has electrical uh, properties. It has chemical properties. The mechanical, electrical, chemical properties are all intertwined with one another. But generally speaking, neurophysiology doesn't spend a lot of time thinking about the brain as a mechanical system, which is kind of another aspect of this project that we're excited about, uh, that we will start to understand these things. Once we understand the dynamics and the response to the physical environment, then one might be able to think of two things. One would be that there might be a way that we could pre-screen people if we can measure their kind of natural waste clearance system. We would have a, a, the ability to figure out if a person is going to be impacted more or less just by their, their natural physiology. Right? So there are going to be some people who can go without sleep and not uh, have the cognitive decline because their waste clearance worked great, and other people maybe not so great. Uh, so it might give us a tool to just allow a commander to say, hey, I know these three guys are actually going to be fine all night long. You know, again, we're not doing these studies at the moment because we haven't proved out the hypotheses, but I would imagine that you might be able to go in, should these hypotheses prove to be true, you could go into, say, the special operations community and potentially see why people who are successful as Navy SEALs are successful as Navy SEALs. One of it might be that they have really efficient lymphatic systems that allows them to stay awake longer than other people without the cognitive decline. Again, just spitballing, uh, but those are the kinds of things that we might do. If there's a way that we can understand the dynamics and the forces and the response to different things, then there might be um, pharmaceutical treatments. There might be there might be other interventions. I don't know what those look like because I'm a mechanical engineer. I'm not a neuroscientist. But there might be other things that we can do to help soldiers, or firefighters, or other people who might have to be in high stress, long term uh, wakefulness conditions that would allow them to maintain their cognitive capabilities or to slow the rate of decline of cognitive uh, capabilities over a situation where there's no intervention. So we're still a long way from that, but those are kinds of the things that we're thinking about when we're motivating kind of the use case of this research. Matthew Munson is program manager for fluid dynamics, in your head that is, at the Army Research Office, speaking with Federal News Network Scott Massioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.